Welcome to the Tiger Cast, a podcast designed to tell the story of Warsaw schools and inform our community about the great things happening to serve our students. This is Amy Lunsford, principal of Lincoln Elementary. And I'm Kyle Carter, the chief technology and data analytics officer for Warsaw Community Schools. Amy, I'm excited today. We've got Troy Akers, the principal of Warsaw Community High School, and Ben Barkey, the principal of the Warsaw Area Career Center. Back when I graduated from Warsaw Community High School in <coughs> 2001, graduation requirements looked just a little bit different. There was a core 40 degree and an academic honors diploma. We had core classes that were required by the state, and there were a sprinkle of electives. I am super impressed that you can remember all of that because I'm not really sure that I know exactly what I did when I was in high school. I definitely know that there were not as many requirements as there are now. So this should be informative for both of us, Kyle. High school courses today correlate with state requirements, but there are also now dual credit options, AP options that are all available for college credit potentially. And there is this new concept of career pathways where students take blocks of courses that help them align to a potential future career. And that's why I really wanted to get these gentlemen in here today. I don't know a lot about it. So who better to ask than the principals of the school? All right. Well, here's the first thing that we need you to clarify for us. We've got Warsaw Community High Schools and the WAC. But aren't you guys in the same building? No. Explain this to you, us. You cross that hallway from the B hallway into my hallway. You're not. We're not in the same building. Oh, you've, you, you've you walked morph into, Oz. into a different. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's changed. Just if you want to know, just within the last yeah, year. Yeah, set us straight, Troy. But set us outside of that, yeah, we were all one and uh, are all working together. I, yeah. It's unique. It's. I think we're uh, very blessed here in the Warsaw community to be able to to have. Um, the functioning operations of your career center uh, under one roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, really Ben's leadership has, has uh, just been tremendous. Um, and uh, the drive and determination that he has uh, behind that. But with our kids, um, there's not a better opportunity. We're not sending kids off campus. Uh, well, that's not true with some right. of the upper level programming, but um most of the time, uh, a school our size would be partnering with a career center. Yeah. And our partner's right across the hall. And I think it's just a huge advantage for kids in Warsaw Community Schools. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, um, it, it really allows us to offer our students and our communities a wide range of pathways because we are connected. Um, career centers that are off campus because of logistics – they have to eliminate some of the pathways just because it's not possible. Currently, our career center has 41 pathways, and I think if we were across town, we would have to probably eliminate those just because of, of scheduling. Course. So it's just it's great to be able to connect it by a hallway, and kids, you know, they don't know the difference going from one place to another. And the high school has um, some arts pathways as well. So we're pretty blessed to have that that connection because most career centers are not connected, and it just becomes a logistical nightmare. To, to run some of the pathways. Yeah. I appreciate you telling that story because I, I mean, that's what this podcast is about, sure. right? Informing the community about things that maybe we know a little bit of, but right. we don't know the whole um, pool of knowledge. And so I appreciate getting that perspective that, you know, we're really blessed here and sometimes we might overlook that. Well, looking back uh, just briefly, if I could, to Kyle's experience, because I remember him walking the hallways of Warsaw Community Schools in 2001. And uh, in Kyle's experience, yes, we had the Career Center, but obviously, as we mentioned, the structures have changed dramatically. And 
when you're talking about freshmen and sophomores and trying to get therefore your plans going and the opportunities that those kids who aren't student drivers um, being able to get the fundamental principal classes with Ben before it morphs into more community placement, uh, job shadowing, different opportunities that Ben will get into really well as we continue the podcast. But it, it's huge. We're not we're not getting kids lined up ninth and tenth grade to get them on the bus and send them across town or wherever. And uh, you know, with that, I think that picture's pretty much been developed. It's it's a unique an exceptional opportunity for our kids and our community. So Troy, we want to get into um, really some of the topics we want to talk about career pathways and new offerings. And a lot of times those new offerings come from state, state mm-hmm. changes and state requirements and such. So we've got a couple of minutes here because there's a lot sure. we want to talk about today. Can you highlight in a couple of minutes, maybe some of the new offerings in the high school side for that 2023, 2024 school year? Well, I'll try to defer my uh, extra minute to been and try, because quite frankly um high school is high school the state sets the mandatory requirements um which is interestingly enough being examined right now and we may see a total new reboot within a year or two on what those core classes were the ones mm-hmm. that you went through mm-hmm. um much of those are the same but where we've had a huge expansion um in in the years that I've been at Warsaw and Warsaw Community High School um, our AP offerings, our advanced placement offerings for kids for college credit, um, they've really ramped up. Um, I believe when when I began many years ago, uh, we had 11 or 12 course offerings in the AP uh, arena, and right now we're up to 19. Uh, I would clarify that the all 19 of the AP classes aren't necessarily running right now. They're on the course of study guide and. Our schedule is driven by uh, really student enrollment. So we have certified staff to teach all 19 of the AP courses. I believe this year we're teaching 15 currently um, that are offered. And then AP is kind of unique as well, Kyle and Amy, because uh, a student can get independent study, uh, work on their own, and still be qualified to uh, take a test and examination um, in the spring to see if they pass and can earn that credit. And the state of Indiana is going to recognize uh, a scoring. It, 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 the scoring for AP is one through five, five being the highest. And um, three, fours, and fives are accepted at our Indiana colleges and institutions. Uh, another thing where, where Ben will talk exclusively about will be the dual credit. But dual credit has filtered across the hallways into our departments. Um, we we actually currently um, we're running uh, about 19 uh, dual credit courses as well, and, and that's up each year. We seem to be adding in the different departments, providing more opportunity for kids um, to go after college credit. Traditionally, dual credit offerings are uh, very applicable to any Indiana college or university. Um, not as much outside the state of Indiana, but there are some schools that will accept the dual credit courses as well. Right. So, and I've heard, and and this is this is something that I don't think a lot of people understand and and know about dual credit and AP offerings at at the high school and the career centers. That really, if you take advantage of all of these, you can enter a four year college program with with close to a year already completed. Yeah, it really depends on which university you go to um, and what they accept, and then. With the state law passing with ICC, that's really helped bolster 
that statement in the past where ICC didn't exist. Um, it was a little bit harder depending on where you went, so that's great. Um, our new classes that are, we're offering, and for us it gets a little bit more challenging because I usually talk about pathways, but within the pathways there's three classes. Um, so in terms of pathways that we're offering, new uh, next school year that we've added, uh, Precision Ag, which was a new pathway that the state released last year, so we're adopting that, which is huge for our community, right? We had tons of ag pathways, but precision ag is what our community really needs our kids leaving from. And also entrepreneurial, which is through the business one. We hope to be adding that one. We're just doing some vetting of that process. Uh, we, we talked about in curriculum council and things. So it's on the books. It just is a little bit more unique of a pathway in terms of teacher training and things like that. Uh, if you get into dual credits, I mentioned earlier we have 41 pathways. Only seven of those pathways don't have any dual credit offerings. And that could be on a variety of things. It could be because the institution um, won't credential our teachers because our teachers don't have the master background to, to teach those classes. Um, or a teacher is retired and we have somebody coming in or that relationship or it's changed a little bit. But of the uh, other ones, we have that many pathways that if you go in and it ranges, like precision machining in our business pathways have the most, like 26 credits. And then on the 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 minor end, um, like our education pathway, fire and rescue, you could end up with nine dual credits. So really with, with students, choosing pathways for us and getting dual credits really isn't a problem. I would just always talk to parents and students, don't pick pathways in your interest uh, based on dual credit offerings because there is that game out there. Even with my own children, they want to take certain classes because they're dual credit. And we really want kids to take classes that they have passion and are interested in learning. And it's really hard for students. Um, to separate that out because if you do take pathways with dual credits, you can get a technical honors. And sometimes that's usually the carrot for kids and really the carrot for kids and parents is, is student learning and not to flex at graduation because you got a technical honors and that's a hard balance for, for everybody. Yeah. You guys just talked, go, you have something to add? Oh uh, yeah. I, I really, I went through and we talked about AP and dual credit, but if I could really quickly, our new course offerings for next year, as I said, would be limited, but um, three departments have new course offerings in math, and, and it has to do with how the state has changed some things around, as we talked about. Um, we are going to be offering quantitative reasoning in probability, and it'll be a year-long course. You, usually, probability, or in the past, probability and stats were run uh, together in a semester course, but it'll be year-long probability, and then we'll have a year-long statistics, uh, quantitative reasoning in math. Science is pretty neat. Uh, we don't have many semester courses on the high school side. Uh, most of the courses on the high school side are year-long, um, but the science department leader, Rose Love, and, and her group of teachers did a fine job. Uh, what, do kids, what are they really interested in in the science? And we were able to tie together uh, some new IDOE uh, course offerings, and we have the staff to teach it. Uh, these are semester courses, meteorology, uh, geology, forensic science, which is a huge hit for our kiddos, and microbiology. And then over in the uh, performing arts, we have one. We have an incredible theater program. They actually just got first in the state with the Indiana Thespian Conference a week ago. Um, they are going to offer a semester course, uh, FX, makeup, and design. So that sounds nice, pretty interesting, but forgive me for not including that previously. So you guys both have talked about just a, a ton of, of offerings um, in just the few minutes that we've spoken. So in the midst of that, especially for new students coming into the high school, what would be your advice as they're beginning to choose? 
I mean, when I talk to students, because they seem very overwhelmed, because when you talk about pick your pathway and pick your careers, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 44 and I still don't know what I want to yeah. do. And for a 17, 18 year yeah. old, 16 year old, that can be really That's overwhelming. Pretty daunting. So my really advice is you, you really just take stuff that you're interested in and don't get too wrapped up. Get your credits. You'll be fine. Keep on going down that path. Because I think if they hear another message of like, you need to pick your career now as a 15 year old. Well, when I was 15, I wanted to be a professional bass fisherman. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, 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 I'm, um, um, I don't know that I'm surprised. How's that worked out for you, Barks? Well, it, <laughs> led me to, on a lake. <laughs> it, it led me to take a biology degree because yeah. I wanted to study like fisheries and genetics and things. So yeah. it, it did so work it did, out. It yeah. did lead to, to things right. within your interest. But if I was looking at these pathways, right, I'd be like, okay, which one am I going to take? Where's the fishing one? Yeah. Um, but I, I love what you're saying in that, you know, I think sometimes I'm even thinking about if I were going into this situation now, I would be very overwhelmed. And so reaching out to you guys at the high school or at the career center and even just saying, hey, can we come in and sit down and talk with you? Mm-hmm. Um, not to be afraid of you guys as administrators coming in and and to have conversations and you can lead them um, down the path that will. Right. And and honestly, if you don't know, that's okay. What what I would steer kids towards is is find those pathways that will help you out in life, like our culinary arts, right? Mm. You you can go into that pathway, and you can leave high school being able to cook anything from scratch, right? Which I think is a great life skill. Sure, automotive, building trades, any of these things for, and it's all kids. Digital media, like if you're interested in tech and YouTube videos, we have all of those things for kids. That if you don't quite know. I would explore. I, I would explore and I would lean them towards like pick pick something that you know regardless of career that will be beneficial to you as an adult. Great advice. Yeah. I, and I really like what Ben had to say there. I do think that there's a certain uh, type of even anxiety that can overcome sure. uh, new students. I think our freshmen coming in from our programs, our great programs at Edgewood and our great programs at Lakeview, um, they get it because they've heard this language and the parents uh, understand it's kind of the community values. They have a better understanding. They don't have it all, but a better understanding that, you know, you can, you can set this uh, career goal, career pathway, but you know, you have the mobility to change if you wished to do that. It's, you know, Amy, as you mentioned, we have people coming in outside of our district all the time. And unfortunately, Fortunately for us, but unfortunately, a lot of uh, different districts don't have the depth and breadth of curriculum that we have. So kids will come in, and um, the best thing we have is our counselors to just sit down, reassure the kids, reassure the families, just get in there, and we can uh, make any minor tweaks that we have to because we're doing this for you now so that you're not having to make those decisions after you're paying for it in a college or university. Mm -hmm. So as a former elementary principal, I have to be honest, guys, I'm loving what I'm hearing because I did not know a lot about all of these choices that are available to students. I'm a parent of a seventh grader right now. It's not long. He's going to be over there and you're going to be taking good care of him. So as a parent, how do I help guide my child as he's getting ready to here in the next year and a half schedule for the high school and potentially pick a pathway. How do I support him? If I asked my son at this moment, what career pathway would you pick? It would probably be a Star Wars reference of the light side or the dark side. I think the biggest thing, because you know your kid best, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and looking at just the pathway titles, 
Uh, the lucky thing about the, in the career center is everything is hands-on. And as you progress through those pathways, right, if you're computer science, it's just not textbook learning. It is you know, programming and being involved, uh, building trades, cosmetology. Like as you progress, it's going to be very hands-on. So I think you know, knowing your son's interests, which I, I know a little bit, and I think I could guess a couple pathways that would be a good fit for him. And he might be one that it's hard for him to narrow down uh, which ones. Um, but really getting that, and if it's like, okay, between several pathways, reach out to me or the guidance counselors or actually the instructors to get a little bit more more detailed. But also, too, as a freshman, um, not every pathway is offered to start out with, just depending on a lot of variables and, and teachers that teach that classes and stuff. That you can start a pathway, and if it's something that's just not a good fit, you, you can transition. But sadly, like if, if you transition a couple times, you're going to be behind the eight ball, which is always going back to great kids, get your credits. If you are in an academic honors diploma track, that's college brown. That is, that is a pathway. Um, the other thing, too, that we have a lot of kids that once they get to be juniors or seniors, they start realizing that maybe they're not interested in college. Um, they're capable, but they're just not interested. And it's okay to have a conversation with the guidance counselors or the CTE director of like, here are opportunities in our community that you can make a really good living wage that's really easy to find a job. I mean, in terms of manufacturing, and I think when you would ask me, like as an elementary principal or a kid growing up, you say manufacturing pathway, I think my image would be, you know, a dirty facility, very manual labor. And, and no, our, our, our machining facilities, which is orthopedic kind of based, it, 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 that's not the case at all. And, and there's a lot of great career opportunities for students in our community that don't go to a four-year institution. And over half of our pathways are really geared towards um, getting into our community right after they graduate. Piggybacking on Ben quickly, um, well explained. But, you know, for, again, our side of the house, we have two sides of the house, as we say, but our side of the house, I think, uh, Kyle, to answer your question, you know, I would encourage parents to to talk at great length to their students about aptitude and abilities, aptitude and abilities, because if we have kids that are coming in that are exceptionally strong in and say math and science, well, if you're exceptionally strong in math and science, there are a lot of opportunities for courses that Ben offers on the career center side that um, that's the overarching theme. You have to be strong in math and science. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always line up that way, but um, English language, arts, and social studies, well, then maybe it's something different. Uh, social services, maybe, um, you know, there are a lot of pathways that spring from those cores. And so the core content is still very important and a very important part of what we do. Aptitude and ability in the core content sometimes helps to lead to open those doors with the career pathways. Lots of choices. Given the choices that we have on the table now, what route would you have gone? Professional bass ba- fisherman. Bass fisherman, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> no, what it's have- funny. Yeah, I've been in education, and as a high school kid, I, I wouldn't have picked education. Um, probably would have been in an engineering field. Mm-hmm maybe our biomedical field because the research and the lab work mm-hmm. they do in there fit exactly what I did in undergrad, but I, you know, I have no idea. I might've done computer science. I was playing a lot of super Mario three when I was 16, <laughs> oh. 17 years old. Um, super Mario yeah. three, that kind of dates you. I'm a little bit older than Kyle <laughs> and younger than you. <laughs> Who's okay. talking about Mr. age? Akers, on this it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. It, well, one, I, really felt like I had a, I had a really strong uh, 
believe core system, uh, highly valued education. And in my story, it's not because I came from a family of educators. It's because all of the wonderful educators that I had in my life uh, from K through 12. And I really enjoyed what they were doing as far as giving back and the time that they spent with us. Uh, I can't tell you enough. We always talk about our board of directors. Well, at my age, my board of directors, many of them have moved on uh, and and not on in their careers, but Mm -hmm. they're on the other side of life here at the point. But I I really believe that they invested a lot of time in me. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm a people person. I'm a relationship person. And, you know, I don't know that I would have changed. And an ironic twist might be um, I'm really about things that are just, things that are fair. And sometimes that's difficult with some of the things that, that we have to deal with day in and day out of our, our, uh, our walk as an administrator. But I might have been a little bit more interested in, in uh, pre-law or law. I, I, I'm really intrigued by it. Um, obviously it ties into this job a great deal, but, um, with the pathways that, that Ben has, and they've got, um, some good pathways for criminology and kind of that pre-law just to have that basis, um, that probably would have been an area that I would have looked a little deeper into. Nice. I heard they have a a flight simulator over there. Uh, I think I'd explore Mm -hmm. aviation a little bit. Is that what you would do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of our more more popular pathways. Eric Coburn, he is a community member, um, police officer. It's it's pretty packed. I think that he has uh, two two periods, and there's like 36 kids. Um, and we really it, our flight simulator is pretty cool, but like we want like a really big one, you know, <laughs> one that's like fifty thousand dollars. Um, which oh. you know, any community member that wants to help support that cause, um, you can reach out to me at bbarkettwarsawschools.org. <laughs> That's tax deductible. And uh, with that uh, that plug there, I yeah. think we're going to begin to wrap some things sure. up. So, Troy and Ben, we want to thank you so much for stopping by and just educating us a little bit on the offerings that you have at Warsaw Community High School and the Warsaw Area Career Center. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was great. All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and call it a close right now. We'll be back next week with a new show.